Hi, and welcome to Life in All Chapters. I'm Brandy Tabor. I'm Amanda Henson. This is a special episode, uh, June 24th, Friday, 2022. And we just found out that the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. So, we thought we would do a special episode on this. We don't talk about a lot. Of, we actually do talk about a lot of politics. <laughs> but we try to we try to remain neutral. And I think we wanted to give our perspective and opinions on this um, a little bit. And how we kind of anticipate this to impact our lives. I mean, I'm just going to be selfish with it a little bit and say, what is this going to do to me? Well, yeah, I mean... That's my greatest concern all the time. Right. So as an employer and a working woman, my thought is that our workforce is going to take a huge hit because a lot of states, because Roe v. Wade doesn't mean that having an abortion is illegal and that your reproductive rights are now accessible by everybody. What it means is that the states now have control of that. Yes. So depending on what state you live in will depend on how this impacts your life. And then, of course, local laws and socioeconomic status. You know, it's multifactorial, just like everything else in life is. But we live in Missouri. Which I believe the governor has already declared that elective elective abortion is now illegal. Right. And the majority of support regarding this that I've seen in Missouri is the pro-life end of things. And I'm, I'm pro-life and pro-choice. I believe that for me, I would never have an abortion prior to my 30s. I've never had one, but I would say now with Roe v. Wade being overturned, I could possibly be forced to in the future, and I'll explain why in a little while. But I didn't care if my fellow woman went and had an abortion. And the reason I didn't care is because that's her body. I'm not going to intercede. I didn't stop and say, hey, don't have sex. You might get pregnant. So why am I going to go and judge her for what she does? Now, Whether I agree with it or I disagree with it is nobody's business. My neighbor can have fake grass and my other neighbor can not mow their grass and I'll leave them alone. My grass is going to look the way I have it look, you know. So, but I think it's going to impact our workforce because so many women are going to have fewer birth control options. And not that an abortion, to me, is a form of birth control, but... I don't feel like an abortion is an... I don't feel like it's an acceptable form of birth control. But many people have used it as such. And when your primary birth control method fails, that is your backup method, whether it's plan B... You know, early term abortion or even late term abortion, which we will get And that's into. what it brings me to. Where are we going to stand with plan B? While there may be no impact on it right now, I personally feel like we're opening doors to lose our reproductive rights altogether. And not just women. I mean, for instance, Planned Parenthood 
does a lot for men, for men's health. I would probably say there's 40% of Planned Parenthood's clients are probably men. They do so much for men's health. A lot of their funding comes from abortions, not from the state, like people think. People defund Planned Parenthood, but abortion is very rarely paid for by any sort of insurance if it's an elective procedure. So it's paid for with cash. And now a lot of things are not going to get taken care of. A lot of STDs or I don't think they call them that anymore. but STIs. Yeah, it doesn't matter. The point is reproductive health is being attacked. There, it's scary. Today definitely was an assault on reproductive health rights and privacy. It's really scary for people with children, for people with, with future children with illnesses. It's it's it seems like it's a it's not even a door opening. It's more like a wall being knocked out. Well, my thought on it is I have several thoughts on it actually, but one of my thoughts is this. Currently, women have, for forms of birth control, there's barrier method, pull and pray, everybody's been there, um, abstinence, of course, you have spermicides, diaphragms, uh, birth control pills, oral contraceptives, uh, topical contraceptives, vaginal inserts, IUDs. What am I missing? Uh, tubal ligations and possibly a hysterectomy if you've had an issue previously. Those are wonderful things. But many states, many places have already expressed that many of those forms of birth control, because some of them occur after fertilization, that they're effective, like the IUD, will, since be out, will also be outlawed. Which... I think has happened to the IUD before, already. Um, I have no idea. I'm, prior I don't to want to weigh in on that. Well, I'm not 100% sure. I'd have to research. But I think it was the copper IUD was pretty common up until a certain point, And then it was not used because of beliefs behind it. Of course, it wasn't a great... Anyway, we don't go into that. I don't need to talk about each birth control method. Anyway, but my point is there's going to be these people that have no other means. I've taken care of so many women in their early 20s that have multiple kids and say, I wanted to have a tubal ligation, but they told me I was too young to have one. That's literally now, my story. Literally. Do you know what the minimum age for a vasectomy is? No, I do. I don't either, but I know I, know I have met people in their teens that have had them and several people in their 20s and of course many many men in their 30s have had vasectomies and this ruling if Missouri does what I suspect that it will this ruling will mean that that is the only form of birth control option for me and my husband because Which is not everybody can take oral contraceptives not in Many, many women, many women fail oral contraceptives because 
And you have to be very self-disciplined. You have to take your take it as prescribed to, for it to be as effective. And it's not 100% effective. Then you're messing with their hormones in their body, which can increase the risk for cardiovascular disease, cancers, endocrine disorders, weight gain. Not to mention the immediate response of your body is to reject it so you get nauseous or your hormones are fluctuating because your body suddenly goes into a surge of progesterone or estrogen and you're nauseous and sick and your breasts are tender all the time because you're not meant to well, have that level of hormone I in your body. I started because your body is functioning as it's supposed to and you're adding something to it that's you're changing not it's, necessary. Yeah. So, but yet women are told they can't have tubal ligations or I don't recommend a hysterectomy just as a birth control method, but you still are told you can't have those things. When I was told no. I was too young. I was on my third child on Medicaid to pay for this child. And they told me I was too young that I might want to have more children or... At the time, I was single when I had this child. That my future husband might want to have In more children. saying that your because my my birth... choices have no bearing on what my future husband might want. Right. Not In to mention your a tubal worth... ligation is reversible. Right. And you're you're putting your worth as a human being on the ability to you for you to bear a child in the future. That is not. No, that is not what I'm here for. That was not a woman. A woman did not design success as a woman as being a mother. No, and that's a choice that you make. You choose to be a mother or not. And that doesn't even have anything to do with giving birth. You can give birth to children and not be a mother. Right. That's that's all there is to it. And you can be a mother and not give birth to children. Exactly. It's not... And you can be... You can live... A wonderful life, never having children, whether it's intentional or not. You can live a successful, fulfilled life with or without mm -hmm. children. Our reproductive system is only a part of who we are. It is not who we are. Right. But I do have to add this because this is a very common topic too. And people jump on, and it's usually the older generation that will say things like, why don't you have children yet? Things like that. Let's not jump on that. That's their values. That's their beliefs. Don't get upset because they ask you a question. All you have to do is answer them and say, you know, I, that's not really for me. You know, and I agree with that because why, why do you need to, each other up? why do you need to respond so strongly to someone that's asking you a legitimate question? Okay. Because it's a question. I mean, what do you want to be when you grow up? And why are we beating each other up for... Just We just talked about this, which the podcast coming up next will talk about diversity and adversity. And why are we beating each other up? Because we don't have the same beliefs. No, I mean, I don't, I don't understand why. Why are we hurting each other? Me, privately, because Roe v. Wade gave me the privacy to go have an abortion. Yes. Me going and having that, privately, hurts me my family, and those people that are in my immediate life. And hopefully, as a decent human being, if the father of the child is a decent human being, I would go to that father and say, 
yada, yada. We'd have a conversation. Sure, somebody's feelings might be hurt. Sure, somebody might not agree. But we're going to have a conversation and hopefully compromise on what the best course of action for all parties involved privately within our own home. And why should that affect my neighbor? And why should they even know that I'm doing it? First of all, privacy is very important and that we've just opened a door to throwing it away. Oh yeah. My my medical privacy is my business. It's not even my husband's mm-hmm. business. I signed all kinds of papers when I married that man and none of it gave him power over my body and my choices. And I'm not even talking about abortion right now. I'm talking about any choices, whether it's a birth control option, whether it's... Less than 35 years ago, men were able to send their wives to insane asylums regardless of them having a mental illness or not. They could lock them away just because they were tired of them and they wanted to go, you know, stoop the the secretary and bring her home at night. And... And I'm not in any way saying that I want women to go out and have abortions. I am not saying that. No. I hope to God that some for some reason there never needs to be another abortion again. I pray you never have to make that choice. Yes, but what I am going to say is who's going to take care of all these unwanted children? We already have so many. And it pains me to say unwanted children, but that's what they are. They're not wanted. They're going to go home with people that don't want them. That probably have drug problems. Or don't have the finances to support them. And are carrying around their own mental health and trauma issues that aren't addressed yet. The father of this child could be a family member. Well, It could be the next victim. They could get beaten. They could get... And I'm not saying it's anybody's fault. But what I'm saying is we never think about... We want to think about how we immediately feel. Like, we don't want to kill babies. No, we don't want to kill any babies. But these are going to be people in this world. And who's going to care for them? That's very true. I don't... You give them up for adoption, they can sit in an orphanage. I would love a world where abortions don't exist. I would, too. I would love a world where a woman becomes pregnant and immediately is joyful about that pregnancy. Yeah. You know, maybe the fear and the anticipation and anxiety is part of that process, too. But I would love a world where that is okay. I would love a world where euthanasia didn't have to exist. Yes. But the truth is, life is not all beautiful. It's ugly. It's ugly and hard. It's painful coming into the world. It's painful going out of the world. We just, as humans, it's painful in between those points. And as humans, we have to decide how we can make it a better place and how we're going to survive through it. And I don't think that you can define that for everybody. No. And And I'm not saying that every single unwanted pregnancy is going to result in an abused or neglected child. I'm not saying that. Right. But it's going to result in some. It's going to result in a lot. It's going to result in women dying in an alley, giving birth because they don't have anywhere to go. That's true. And that's the other thing is that there's a lot of people don't realize that in many parts of our country, the only access to hospital is hours away. You may live in a big, and you can't uproot your life for nine months because if you do, you lose your job, you lose your home, you lose everything. You, and most people in America can't afford a $400 emergency, let alone uprooting their life to live closer to a city 
if they need to either just for a natural healthy labor and delivery or for a complicated where you're at, you're at, you're at an advantage if you have a healthy wonderful pregnancy because you probably do have a midwife nearby hopefully hopefully some of the midwives i know in some of the areas i work it's an hour and a half for a midwife to even get to you it's three hours from a hospital so if you have a happy or a healthy viable pregnancy full term and the midwife's able to get to you or the doula and you do wonderful that's great but that's not the majority no women died in childbirth they still die in childbirth and healthy women still die in childbirth and women who have a massive shift in their life when their mental health is not in order and they are forced to do something they don't want to do will have poorer mental health. So therefore, this is going to impact an already damaged mental health system as not to well. mention, financially, a lot of these people don't have the resources. They don't have insurance. So now they're going to go on Medicaid. Medicaid public will pay assistance. for it. Whatever the public assistance is at the time or at the place. But that's another drain on the economy. It is. We've got to pay for that and somehow. You know, the, the truth behind that is, and there are some people that are successful with, I think, probably multi-generational houses, households, to live off of public assistance, but a single family household, a, a single woman or a single man with children in the household, public assistance is not enough to support that. You have to have assistance from other places. Or you have to have decent income. And a lot of our areas where uneducated or unqualified people live, the income doesn't even get to the point where they can support a single family household. Most people have two incomes and a side hustle now. The majority of people, everybody I know does. Yeah, you can't live. You know? And I, I consider myself mediocre financially successful but i have to have a side job every once in a while get caught up or i have to make sacrifices somewhere make sacrifices or somewhere and it's and i don't know so i don't know the socioeconomical statistics on mm -hmm. people that have abortions i'm not saying that only poor people have abortions i'm in no way saying that but i do know single who knows I do know that this is going to impact us in much greater ways than we can possibly comprehend. And that is in no way saying that I think that abortion is awesome. I am in no way saying that, that I think that that's your best case scenario. But what I am saying is like you said, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know to make your decisions for you. I can only make my own decisions. And, and do you honestly be... know what you would do if you were presented in a scenario where you were forced to make a decision on carrying a, a pregnancy to full term or giving up certain things in your life or being able to afford to pay for your other kids' meals? Do you know what you would do right now in this moment? I have no idea what I would do. Don't you want the most options available to you? Yes, I do. That are safe for you. And, and that's what I align, want for my children. Align with your values, your beliefs. And that is what I want for my children as well. So why, why do we feel like we need to infringe upon everybody's rights to do something that we would never do 
you know, just because it exists and we feel like it's evil. And instead of condemning other people for choices that you don't agree with, maybe we should reach out and try to support people because there are people in this world that may decide to go a different way if you are there to help them, if mm-hmm. you are there to support them and love them. And But we are so busy judging everyone and being assholes to everyone. Mm-hmm. The The bottom line in, on the abortion end of things is that Abortions have always existed. Yes. You haven't always been legal, but they've always, always been done. Existed. And many women became ill, had infections, ended up sterilized through this process of having an abortion on a kitchen table in a dirty place or an alley somewhere, you know, going to see the dentist to do an abortion. <clears throat> Those things happened. Yes, they did. And history repeats itself. And if you force women into a corner that feel like that is their right and that is or that is their only option, they are going to do it. Yes, and they are. And you just took, well, I'm, they gave the states the right to take back the ability for those women to seek the help they feel they need. And safely. But they're not going to stop seeking that help. No, they're going to still go after it some way or another. And then your daughters, your sisters, your mothers, because there's many mothers that do it so that they can continue to safely and financially support their children, or they have an illness and they don't want to leave their children because they die during childbirth. So there's lots of... Those are the women that are going to be having these things and that are going to be forced into having to make this decision... And we should, like you said, instead of condemning them, reach out and say, what can I do to help you? I don't agree with you. That's fine. You don't have to have that disagreement. What can I, because if enough people reach out to that woman, maybe she won't feel so desperate. If she truly, if she truly wants to make a different decision and has support, she will do that. And those women that want to have an abortion and are not feeling desperate about it at all. That's their right. And they're still going to do it, whether and, you think it's okay or not. Right. You know, and... And if we would teach better sex education and teach women about their bodies... Exactly. And I know people are, think that it's 2020 women. No, no they don't. No, they do, do know, not know. Do you know what your endometrial tissue does during your cycles? Do you know what your uterus looks like? Do you know what your cervix is? Do you know how to have an orgasm and why you have an orgasm and what type of orgasms you can have? Do you know your forms of birth control? I don't know. Do you know the male anatomy and what it does and how to protect yourself from STIs? We don't teach these no, things we adequately. Don't. We don't teach them. We and don't, we don't teach provide, them. We don't provide the resources. I remember I was so proud, so proud of my kid. She wanted to write it. She was told she needed to write about an invention that revolutionized the world we live in. So what did she want to write about? Birth control. They refused to let her write about birth control in middle school because of her age. We should be teaching these kids this. Sex is occurring in middle school, people. It always has. Just because I educate you on it doesn't mean I'm telling you I want you to do it. I've told you not to smoke. But 
here we are. I did it. Middle school kids should not smoke. Just because I tell you not to smoke doesn't mean I'm introducing the idea into your head. You've seen it. And they're not getting cigarettes now. They're getting the vapes. Yeah, and the thing is, they're seeing sex on TV. It's everywhere. Mm -hmm. And It's in their music. And the spinoff on that is they're adding more sex in. Mm -hmm. They're not adding less. They're adding more sex in. Kids are seeing this stuff all the time. Cartoons have innuendos left and right. We have to educate our kids because I want my kids to learn about sex before they real, have it in a real way before they have it mm-hmm. and I want them to learn facts not things they heard on from their right. buddies on the school bus or or wherever I want them to know the truth I want them to know that they can't jump up and down after sex to get all the sperm out you know and just, that you can get pregnant without penetration they need to know everything. They need to know how all these STIs occur. You're right. They need you to know. You can get STIs without penetration. Exactly. I'm, I'm on a you can get <laughs> You can get STIs being with another woman if you're a woman. Yeah. There doesn't have to be any penetration. There doesn't have to be. And It's important. And, you know, we're all in a fired up hurry to tell our kids about being gay. Not against being gay. Not for getting gay. I know being gay is a thing. It's and okay. I want my kid to know that it exists. And But my point is, I can tell them about lesbian, gay, this, that, and the other, but I can't educate them on... What that means. Sexual health. Intimate, physical intimacy. I think that we need to acknowledge that things exist that don't align with our values. Yes. And yes, we want our kids to carry our values, but you also need to present them with a platform where they can ask questions and they know that they have a place to go to to get the answers they need to make the best decisions for their lives. Quit acting like your children aren't going to grow up. Do you know who... Listen. That's what we want them to do. We're already being political, so I'm just going to go ahead and go out there with this. I'm all in on this one. Do you know who the the original source of free will... You cannot come at me and pretend to be a Christian and not understand where the original source of free will is. We were put on this earth and we were given the right and the ability to choose our actions. Which leads me to believe that God himself is pro-choice. If you believe in God and you believe in the Bible, the Bible says that we were given free will. Now, that means you're free to choose. It doesn't mean you're free from any consequences. Nobody's insinuating that. But God gives us the free will to choose things for our own selves. But there are people that think that they can choose for other people, whether it's reproductive or anything else. So come at me because I'm a Christian person. That's just my personal beliefs. I'm not forcing on anybody else. But as a Christian woman, I believe that we have the ability to make our own choices. And hopefully we make the right choices. I know I've made a lot of wrong choices. And I also know that I have the ability to ask for forgiveness. And it will be granted to me. Not preaching to anybody. Don't take it that way. Please don't. But I just want everybody to know that my opinion is that we were granted free will for a choice, for a reason. And I will make my choices. And I will support your choices even if they're not the same as mine. Right. I think for me... it. Let's take it out of that perspective a little bit. Why does your... And 
Sorry, I'm not speaking to you directly, or nor am I speaking to. No, we every can talk Christian. about it without arguing. I think that it is a double standard when we expect we pull church out of, we take Christianity out of our. We came here to be free. We came here for religious, political, social freedom, and we. In, ingrain that in our society but then we get upset when they split from the norm and why should your christian belief trump my belief and it doesn't that's my point and why should god come into the scenario of whether an abortion should be available to a woman or not because that is a woman's body you as a Christian, I'm not saying this is how you believe. I'm just using you yeah. as an example. You as a Christian woman choose not to have an abortion. Okay, great. You choose not to. Me as a Christian woman, I go and have an abortion because it aligns with my different beliefs than yours. Then we can still be friends. We can still love each other. We, we can should still, still each love other. each other. That's literally the point. Literally the point of being on but, this earth can we pick and choose? Do we have to do the same thing with murderers and rapists? And do you have to extend that love out to all humanity, but keep your distance from the ones that can harm you? Now, my, you? my personal opinion on that is absolutely. I agree with you. Because I am not any better than anybody else on this earth. I make different decisions. I do feel like there are some dangerous people in this world and we have to protect ourselves and other people from those dangerous people. I'm not arguing against prisons. But it doesn't prisons mean or, don't extend it doesn't mean, to them. It doesn't, exactly. They still deserve to be treated humanely. There are those of us on this earth that have the ability to treat people humanely even when our belief systems do not align. Because it is not my job to be the... the judge, jury, and executioner. It is my job to be a human. So I'm really good at advocating ends of things because, you know, I'm all over the place. So what do we say to those people that say, it is my job as a human to protect this unborn child from your decision? What What is the... And that's the argument, really, right? That's the argument is that I have the right, this is my body. No, you don't have the right. There's a living being inside you that gets to choose too. How do you, am I going to tell your child, your child that they have to start driving at 16 if they have really bad anxiety, because that's the age that society says you should start driving. Do I get to make that? I chart? think that, do I get to make that decision for your kid? I truly don't believe do. that there's a right answer in this situation. I it, agree with you. I, I truly believe that we have to leave it up to the individual. And I do think, I, I mean, I am sad. I am sad for every little fetus that gets aborted. Just like I am for the cat. The little, you know, the little cat that doesn't, it's born and it's dead. I'm sad for any life that gets squished. I'm truly sad to see a tree cut down. To see plants, I mean, it's okay to feel sad. That doesn't mean that it's wrong. It doesn't mean that somebody was slighted in this act. It doesn't mean that it was malicious. It doesn't mean anything. It's okay to feel sad about something. That doesn't mean... So we need to shift the, the we need to shift the argument from is it right or wrong to how do we give women their choice and make it safe? Yeah. 
How do we give women their choice and give them the protection they need and prep them so that abortion is absolutely the last resort? Protect them so that abortion is absolutely the last resort. Start talking about sex and how it's appropriate and give a long chat here, but I think that we also need to be aware of the data privacy breaches that this could lead to for us because Roe v. Wade is not just about abortion. No, it's not, and that's my biggest... It's in several cases associated with it are about our rights to privacy. That's what it was about. It was the right to privacy of reproductive choices. And so many things around it involve our privacy in general and it is it's a concern that and i'm hoping that i'm being extreme i, I hope so mind, too i hope i'm being over dramatic but i think so i don't too, think that i am i hope that i am anyway but i don't think i am and i think our privacies are our privacy is already very diminished oh lord Ever since the Affordable Care Act got signed yeah. in that, it, they signed away so many of our privacies with that. Yeah. It's almost a facade we as it is. We sign it away with every app we download from That's our phone. That's the truth, too. You know? So privacy is really an illusion. I know, but it's important False to me to, to keep that illusion up. Yeah, but I think I do think our health should be private because if our health information starts getting out there... People don't mean to be discriminatory most of the time. But they are. But they are. And if you as an employer have a choice to hire somebody who has equal value over their their opponents for the position, and you only have one position, and there's no differences, you feel like they both can do the job, what are you going to do? And if you find out one of them has a chronic condition, or a sick child, or has done something that you disagree with, like had an abortion... Or they're pro-choice so strongly, and you've had an abortion, which one are you going to choose? What we choose to do with our bodies should be private. It should be. Our children's illnesses should be private. Our husband's illnesses, our wife's illnesses should be private. Should we choose to put them out there like I do talking about my lupus, then absolutely, free for all. Yeah, but that's why it's your but choice to put it out there. It shouldn't be my medical it providers. It right. shouldn't be my employer or... Right. They shouldn't have a right to go dig into it. Yeah. You know, if I sign a paper saying, yes, you can have my medical records, that's my choice. I can yeah. I can go to a different doctor and, and tell them I'm not giving you my medical records. And I mean, not even reproductive, like I have respiratory problems and I absolutely don't want that to be held against me in a job or anything else. Yeah. You know, because what if they decide that I can't be on the fire department because I have asthma? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, I you mean, know, your, your right to privacy about what you have in your home, yeah. you know, if you, do pass, you have a, do you have, are you growing mushrooms or weed in your home and it's not legal in your state? Well, guess what? That's all private right now. They can't just come in and suspect you of doing that. They have to have grounds and get approval before they can invade your privacy to convict you of things. So at what point do we stop this invasion of privacy and rights? You know, and until we're all on the same page and we... We have to stand up together against people that are trying to divide us is the problem. We don't always have to be against each other. We can agree to disagree. Right. That we are being divided 
by the extreme yes. end of things. And because it serves someone's purpose. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pretend to know who, what, or why. But it generally is serving someone's purpose to divide us so drastically. And sometimes to distract us. And I agree with your right to protest I do too, as long as you're not, yeah. And as long as you're not hurting the women and men that are going in and out of Planned Parenthood or whatever, it's your right to protest. It's your right to stand there and say, I disagree with this. It's your right to hand them a pamphlet if you want to hand them a pamphlet. Do I think you need to do that? No, I don't think you need to do that. I I say live and let live, but I'm going to support your right to do that. Yeah. Even, but I don't want you to infringe upon my right to be able to do something. No, your rights end where mine begin. You know? And I'm honestly, and one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast today was I'm honestly in fear for my own health now. And not just my rights, you know, and... No, God, your actual I'm physical I'm not going to get emotional health. about this, but I'm, I'm in fear for my actual physical health because the delays in getting appointments since COVID... Are significant. We live in a rural area. I'm a human. And I enjoy sex. And I am fearful that my husband and I will make a mistake. And it could cost me my life. And that's not fair. Because I... and It's either leave the, the state, find possibly the country, to get the access to... A legal abortion or have a botched abortion or carry a child to full t- term have to take blood thinners and have a hemorrhagic stroke while I'm doing that because I'm a geriatric or not even make it or not even make I it do. to full term because you're not healthy enough to carry mm-hmm. to full term right or possibly carry to full term and because I have a clotting disorder and I had to take blood thinner something's wrong with my child and then we have a whole different situation for the rest of that child's life. And that's not and fair to that child either. Why should somebody I don't know get to tell me that I have to live that way? That's a great question. So, There's a few people we could ask. Well, I I would love, and, and I'm open to other people's opinions and viewpoints. And whether you agree or disagree, we're not saying that we want abortions. We're not saying that abortions are the answer to everything. We're just saying that it is a necessary evil in our world because... And I'm sick of catchphrases. I don't know if we should call it evil. It's a necessary procedure in our world. And if we deem that as a negative thing, then we have to find the positive. And I don't understand how I have to be pro-life and not be pro-choice. How can you be pro-life and, and say not. a woman has to live a life a certain way? Obviously, I would rather everyone live, but sometimes it's not possible. Right. So, and I don't know why we can't accept that. Because it's easy to motivate people with emotion and fear and anger. It's easier it's easier to give into our own I had a friend once tell me that he doesn't know if he believes in God anymore because he's seen so many children suffer. Now, that's your right to believe in a God, don't believe in a God. But the point is, suffering is just part of our world, unfortunately. I don't want to see anyone suffer. Adults, children, dogs. I hate it when the grass is laid over because it's all... I mean, it's a living thing. and I don't like to see any kind of suffering. But it's just part of our world. 
So basically quit condemning people that are suffering somehow. Yes, everyone's suffering. Start helping them or loving them or even just moving on with your life. You can be indifferent towards it. Yes. If you, you know, can't, if if it's something that you can't handle. There are certain things that I won't be party to. I won't be party to it. I don't want to be involved. I don't want to be near it. So guess what I do? I don't, I'm not near it. Mm-hmm. I'm not involved with it. I don't tell you how to live your life. I don't try to change laws to stop you from doing what you're doing. I just stay away from it, and that's okay. It's okay to just not be just not be around it. It's okay for you if you know if somebody you love has an abortion and you can't resolve that in your own head. Stay that's up. your right. Mm-hmm. Your right is to not associate with that person anymore. If that's what makes you happy at the end of the day, because let's face it. And I'm not going to judge you for taking that right and choosing that direction. You have to do what you have to do. Your choices should they affect you. I used to have a big problem in my mind. It was it was a lack of experience in life. I think I was very against abortions, except for when women had been raped or there was a health concern. That was my thought process. Probably up until. Up until I had several miscarriages. After that, I thought, you know, well, no wonder women don't want to go through this. You know, but that's a whole different story. But it's okay to change your opinion. It is okay to change your opinion. And it's okay to have an opinion held so strongly that you'll never change it. But what we're trying to say is it's not okay to force your opinions and your values onto other people. And... Let's get to a point where we can all agree nobody wants abortions. We need them as a necessary procedure available in a safe, effective method so that women can choose what is the best option for them in their individual situation. We can all agree that we don't want them. We wish there was a world where they didn't have to exist. But in our society, and I don't know if people right now, know this or not. This may not be common knowledge, but if you go to get an abortion, you have to speak to a psychologist. You have to see a doctor. They do all these tests, and they discuss it with you, and they give you options of other things that you can do besides abortion. Right. And generally, and I know I don't know about everywhere, but in the state of Missouri, they make you come back for a second appointment. They won't do a same day abortion. They do all that. They take a, uh, what do you call it, a, the sonogram. Mm-hmm. They see if you are, in fact, pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then they make you come back a different day. I feel like it might be 72 hours later or something like mm-hmm. that. I, I imagine that depends on state to state, it, too. But, yeah. but my, what I'm getting at here is it's even, even people that perform abortions are not in any way trying to just get people in there and hurry up before they change their mind. They're trying to educate and provide options besides that. Mm -hmm. It's not... Like you said, I don't think anybody wants it. There's not somebody sitting around standing to gain from it. But sometimes it's something that somebody doesn't feel like they have any other choice. And who am I to tell them they do have another choice? I'm not living their life. I'm living my life. I know what choices I can make. I don't. I just don't. I just don't. I can't. I can't with it. We gotta. We gotta close <laughs> this out because it's. I'm just gonna get riled up again. I might well, cry again. 
we I would love to hear some opinions and viewpoints and struggles that you guys are having with this if you're interested. You can email me at brandy at lifeinallchapters.com. Amanda at lifeinallchapters.com. And I hope that we haven't alienated too many people. But if we have, I can't tell you where the unfollow button on is on everything, but I will start looking it up so that I can email you back with an unfollow button because <laughs> this is not going to be the first time we disagree. So if you're going to be like that, then bye. Well... I think the whole point is that, you know, live in the middle. Start to see both sides of the situation and the events. And there are times where you can take a stand. And that's going to be true for everything. And there are times where you need to step back and let people live and make their own choices. Because you cannot possibly know every aspect of everything. And I think that we just need to quit being so extreme and allowing things to be just because something exists doesn't mean you have to run after it and try to destroy it yes and the thing is take a stand take a stand don't take a stand on your fellow man if you have to stand on someone else then you're standing in the wrong place there are plenty of places to stand on solid ground without stepping on other people right i would like to challenge our listeners to one Reflect on your own values and beliefs here, but also take a moment to look at the other side and you're not going to be able to decide what you would do in another person's situation. You can assume you would know what you would do, but you're never going to really know what you would do when you're in those shoes. And I think that the whole point here is to let's, as women, whether you're you consider yourself pro-life, pro-choice, or somewhere in between. As women, let's support each other and let's say that we can have our reproductive rights and we can have our privacy and we can support each other as women regardless of whether we agree with each other and push our gender further into growth and prosperity rather than damage what our ancestors fought for and that was the freedom for women to choose what they want to do with their body that is the freedom for us to choose how we want to live our lives what we want to be do we want to be career women do we want to be domestic do we want a traditional husband do we want an untraditional marriage do we want a do we want children? Do we not want children? Do we want a cat? Do we want a dog? Are we anti-animal? Our ancestors fought for us as women to choose. Don't take our choices away from us. That's all I have to say. Later. <laughs>